the thing. I I recently watched a video on YouTube about Yu-Gi-Oh cards that were designed to be bad, like um Aitsu, Soitsu, Koitsu, Doitsu, those those kinds of cards and uh like uh what's it? Boycotton the, yeah, those kinds of cards that were designed to be bad. Uh, what's that other one called? Uh, hold on. What is it called? Uh, cold Feet, yes. Um, so yeah, those kinds of cards that were designed to be bad. But today I wanted to look at some cards that I think were designed to be bad. And also one that wasn't necessarily designed to be bad, um, but one that I don't really understand why it's a great card because it is one that is used a lot. Um, let me just there. All right. So these two cards are cards that I own, one of my decks, and they are malfunction. And Goblin out of the frying pan. So Malfunction and Goblin out of the frying pan are both counter traps. And they both allow you to... Hold on, never mind. So Mal Malfunction allows you to negate the activation of a trap card by paying 500 life points. And Goblin out of the frying pan allows you to negate the activation of a spell card. By paying 500 life points. But, instead of destroying these negated effects, instead of destroying the cards that you negated the activation of, for Malfunction, you return the trap card to its original position, and for Goblin out of the frying pan, you return the spell to the owner's hand. Um, so, yeah. Basically... If a trap card is returned to its position, and a spell card is returned to the hand, it can just be activated again, kind of, unless, I mean, I guess there's missing timing. But, I don't really know how that missing timing would work. For example, if a player activated a trap in the battle phase, and then it was negated... I mean, like, during a damage step, and it was negated by using Malfunction and returned to its original position, would it just move on? Would it be missing timing, or would they still be able to activate that trap right again? But anyway, these cards are bad to me. Um, I think the only reason that they exist is because of missing timing. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to say that. The other card that I wanted to talk about, the one that I said was a pretty used card, and I don't really understand how it's that great of a card, it's Pot of Desires. Uh, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Pot of Desires, uh, it's a normal spell, when you activate it, you have to banish 10 cards from the top of your deck, phase down. And then draw two cards. You can only activate one pot of desires per turn. Now, first of all, that last sentence, you can only activate one pot of desires per turn, uh, usually means that it's overpowered. And, I mean, if you play two of these in a turn, so you could draw four cards, 
that would that would give you quite an advantage. You're drawing pretty much a new hand, and you you get a lot of cards in your hand. But banishing ten cards face down from the top of your deck. So if you have a deck and you're focusing that deck on the most important cards that you have. If you're playing this card to banish 10 cards from the top of your deck face down so that it's harder to return them back to the graveyard or the field, it's just a little confusing to me because I have seen many people in competitive tournaments use this card. Um, I realized how big of a card it is. Um, but yeah, when I was watching the video, like, let me just go over some of these cards. So the first card is Boycotton, a very bad card. Level 4, 1,000 attack, 2,500 defense. You take battle damage that your opponent would have taken from attacks involving this card instead. If you take battle damage from an attack involving this card, but this card was not destroyed by battle... You return it to, to the hand. Um, so basically, it's, it's, it's exploiting its high defense, and it's, it's a terrible card. Alright, the next card... The ne I, I, oh, it's a symbol of friendship card. Okay, so this is symbol of friendship. And I've never seen this card before, so let's read this. It says, to activate this card, you must draw it for your normal draw in your draw phase while your opponent controls three or more monsters and you control no cards. Reveal it and keep it revealed until the start of main phase one that same turn. You can reveal one card in your deck and add it to your hand. Okay. So, this effect is not a negative effect, but I guess the reason that they thought it was designed to be bad was because of how stupidly hard the effect is to activate the effect. You have to draw it while your opponent controls three or more. And you have to draw it in your draw phase, not with Pot of Greed. You have to draw it in your normal draw phase while your opponent controls three or more monsters and you control no cards. So if you have a deck where that ever happens, then you need to upgrade your deck if you have this crappy card in it. Um. So yeah, the next one was the Aitsu Koitsu, uh, the high-leveled monsters with little attack points, and then Koitsu giving Aitsu more attack points and piercing damage. Guess that's a, a pretty good card. Um, the next one is Sparks. It says inflict 200 points of damage to your opponent's life points. Again, it's not a negative effect, but it just barely does nothing, because apparently a lot of people think that Inflicting a small amount of life points doesn't matter. Oh no. Wait a minute. I I I just I just got an ad. Hold on. Okay, the next card is semi mummific is self mummification. So it's it's a quick play spell and 
It says, select one monster you control and send it to the graveyard. So, I guess this card is for graveyard synergy. I guess that's why anybody would use it. But I want to go ahead and listen to what this guy has to say about this card. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, uh, but let me just try it out. I'll try to hold the microphone up. Okay, okay. So, he's saying that this doesn't count as being destroyed because it says send it to the graveyard. And I don't know if that's a rule that I've ever been using when I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Send to the graveyard does not equal destroy. Okay, now I know that. By the way, Tribute to the Doom allows you to discard a card and then target a monster on the field and destroy it. It says destroy it, not send it to the graveyard. Yeah, this is Cold Feet. It, uh, it's, it says you cannot activate, set, or use the effects of any spell and trap cards this turn. And it is a quick play spell. Now, there is another card called uh, Cold Wave. It says you can only activate it at the start of main phase one. And until your next turn, your opponent cannot play or set any spell or traps. So... Yeah, there it's it's basically this one is the most hilarious to me. Um so it just how anyone would ever want this. Uh again with the reference thing, it's 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 its design is similar to Frostosaurus. And the next card is the Humble Sentry. It says reveal a card reveal your hand. Choose one card and shuffle it into the deck. The only I, I could see this card being good if if you have a monster that needs to be special summoned from the deck and it gains extra effects and you need it to be in the deck and it shouldn't be in your hand. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. 
The next card is Pot of Generosity. It, it shuffles two cards from your hand into your deck. Uh, this guy says it's the opposite effect of Pot of Greed. Uh, that's also... Um, um, local, localized tornado. Shuffle all cards from your hand and graveyard into the deck. And then there's also, yeah, that's all the cards. So, okay, it's, it's hilarious to me how awful some of these cards are. And some of them are okay. As you said, there's, there's some good effects. And, uh, yeah, so I realize that the only reason anyone should ever own these cards is if they're a content creator that's gonna spend money on them and then get money back in return, probably more than they ended up spending. Uh, real quick, I wanna see... Cold Feet. Yeah, so I just looked up Cold Feet. Um, on eBay, it's going for like $0.99, cents, $3. Uh, yeah, uh, most of these are... Uh, here On TCG Player, it's $0.09. Cents. $0.09. Cents. Uh, yeah, so a lot of these are literally no higher than $3. So that is how bad that card is. So let me know what you think about these terrible cards. And if I'm missing something about why like Pot of Desires is good. So I've been I've I've also been looking at my podcast and I've been reeling that I've I've been telling myself I've been realizing I've been making a lot of episodes about Yu-Gi-Oh! and I do want to try to take a break from Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, because, I, because I know there's a lot of people who just don't listen to my episodes. Because none of them are about anything interesting. But I did want to make this Yu-Gi-Oh! content because I think some of the stuff could be pretty interesting. And yeah, so thank you for listening. If you listened to this one, I hope you thought it was interesting. Uh, I hope you learned something new, maybe? I don't know, maybe you've never heard of these cards. Uh, maybe you could try making custom cards that are a bit better. Uh, sometimes people like to make joke custom cards. And anyway, thanks for listening. If you did listen, I appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next episode.